Maybe you've had a quiet summer, but not so federal employee unions in the courts. Unions continue to battle the Trump administration over the president's workforce executive orders. And now the American Federation of Government Employees has sued a rather unlikely defendant. The Office of Special Counsel is the target of a new suit over Hatch Act guidance the agency released late last year. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now with the latest. And let's talk about the first lawsuit, Nicole, the one on the president's executive orders. This is going back and forth between the courts and up and down and sideways. Well, you're right. It's the lawsuit that just will will never end. And uh, just a few days ago, the U.S. appeals court for the D.C. Circuit decided to deny the government an opportunity to immediately lift the injunction on these three executive orders. The executive orders came out last May. A group of federal employee unions led by AFGE as well as the National Treasury Employees Union sued over these executive orders. The lower court in this, the federal district court, initially said, okay, they're invalidated. That was last August. The Trump administration appealed. They won the appeal and then very quickly asked for the injunction to be lifted on the executive orders. And where we are now is that the appeals court has said no. So that's kind of an odd one because the appeals court said that the lower court didn't have jurisdiction in the first place, and yet it left the injunction in place. It seems odd to me. Perhaps. Typically how this works is that the plaintiffs would have 45 days to either request a rehearing before a full appeals court. A panel of three judges uh, decided on this particular matter. And as far as we know, that is what the unions plan to do. We've heard from AFGE. We've heard from NTEU saying that we plan to ask for a rehearing in this case. And that's exactly their argument is that the appeals court only said that the lower court didn't have jurisdiction. They didn't rule on the merit of the executive orders themselves. Meanwhile, the Trump administration's argument is the sooner that you can lift this, the better, because we have ongoing collective bargaining negotiations. They mentioned housing and urban development. They they mentioned the Office of Personnel Management. And we need these executive orders to get moving. Yes. And in the meantime, as you point out, the agencies have been more or less implementing these executive orders. Anyway, they've taken away the office space for the unions. They have told people that they can have only so much time for official time, Mm -hmm. about 10 percent of what they had. So a lot of it's happening, cascading through the cracks in all of this while the lawsuits proceed at lawsuit pace. Exactly right. And in the meantime, you know, the government is continuing to argue that, you know, the sooner we can lift the injunction on these executive orders, the sooner the unions can proceed with what they envision is the next path for the unions, which is the Federal Labor Relations Authority. The unions, though, just disagree with this entire premise and say, well, there's no avenue for us at FLRA to begin with and on and on and on over a year now at this point, And they're going to continue. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, and let's turn to the latest lawsuit on the Hatch Act guidance had to do with the words resistance and MAGA and make America great again and so forth. What did the Office of Special Counsel first say? And then they had to clarify it. Yeah. So OSC, which enforces the Hatch Act, put out guidance in late last November and then offered some additional clarification after organizations like American Oversight and as well as Congressman Elijah Cummings, questioned this initial guidance that OSC put out. And, you know, OSC essentially said that federal employees should avoid either saying or displaying any indication that they support or oppose 
impeachment of specifically President Donald Trump because it's now determined that he is running for re-election in 2020. And that's the issue is that he's now another presidential candidate and, you know, offering uh, opposition or advocating for something like this would show some sort of partisan political activity, which the Hatch Act generally prevents or is designed to prevent. So they issued guidance, clarified actually that federal employees could discuss the merits of impeachment, whether or not the president should be impeached or not, but shouldn't display things like hashtag resist or impeach 45 at their desks or within the federal workplace because they view that as a political partisan activity. Yes, they said that because certain groups that are in favor of certain candidates being elected, yes, these same groups like Move On and so on have adopted the Resist, Resist 45 and this kind of thing as part of their sloganeering. Therefore, to use that in the workplace is to support groups which support certain candidates, and therefore it's a Hatch Act violation. That is correct. And I think the important thing to mention is that OSC, when they came back with their clarifying guidance, said, look, this does not apply to you if you're you know, at home, if you are not at work, if you're not in your capacity as a federal employee, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about at the workplace with your colleagues in your capacity as Joe Schmo, federal employee at X agency. What's AFGE arguing here? So AFGE, and this is with um, the organization American Oversight, as well as the law firm Arnold and Porter, is saying that this is a violation of federal employees' First Amendment rights. And they lay out a pretty extensive argument as to why they disagree with this. They say these terms resist, the resistance have been used by other political parties or other parties or organizations in the past. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have political connotations. They mentioned the Green Party has used things like resist in the past. And they also mentioned that talking about impeachment doesn't necessarily imply that you believe that the president would fail in his reelection bid. It's an interesting argument that they lay out. They it's say a that, splitting the hairs one, if you ask me. Well, that's debatable. But they say that, well, you know, if, if the president is, in fact, impeached, it doesn't necessarily mean that he wouldn't someday at some point win reelection. We should also mention that OSC, in their guidance, advocated not wearing things like Make America Great Again hats. Yes, because M-A-G-A and Make America Great Again, that is a specific Trump campaign slogan. Exactly. And that's another point that AFGE makes in their argument in favor of the fact that these are violating potentially First Amendment rights. It's pretty specific and in the weeds. I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. My question is, why can't people say, you love Trump, I hate him, I love Trump, you hate him, whatever the case might be. All right, let's go have a cup of coffee and get on with business. The the point of the Hatch Act is to not prevent or prohibit explicitly, but encourage these kinds of conversations to not be at the workplace because you were performing work on behalf of the government and on behalf of your agency, most, if, if not all, federal employees take an ethics oath when they come into office, sure. as well as political appointees. And so this will be an interesting one, I think. Yeah, just pretend everyone else in the office is drunk and you're in a bar and you could get beat up if you say the wrong thing. And that's probably not a bad way to proceed when it comes to Hatch Act stuff. Yeah. And sex, I, politics and religion. Right. And, and you know, some of the, the dialogue around this particular lawsuit on the side of AFGE and their point has been, well, you know, 
federal employees risk becoming fired, suspended, any kind of other disciplinary action for talking about impeachment. I'm not necessarily sure that's what OSC is saying. They offer guidance that's designed to help federal employees avoid those kinds of situations. So there's some clear disagreement here. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out her stories at federalnewsnetwork.com.